0: Following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. When you hear phone numbers, please do not call.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. Um, Before we begin, I'd like to go before the Lord. Jesus said he did nothing on his own initiative, so I'm not about to do anything on my own initiative. We're going to go before the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we come today, first of all, thanking you for this day, thanking you for your presence, Lord. We ask that you would go before us in this broadcast. Father, that you would speak through your word today, and we ask that those that are listening, that you prepare their hearts, Lord, to hear your word. Father, we are asking that those that are discouraged today, that are going through, that are heartbroken, we're asking, God, that you would grant them the peace that surpasses all understanding. We're asking, Father, that you would just have your way, that we would not speak today, but your Holy Spirit would speak and respond to our callers. We're asking, God, that you just have your way, those that are out of work, that are just concern about uh, finances, Lord, we ask, Father, that you would provide for them and that they would know that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And we're asking, Lord, that those that are bereaved right now, that are going through a hard time of lost loved ones recently, Father, we're asking that you would grant them the peace that only you can give, Lord. We just thank you and we honor and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, the number to call here, 866-423-9578. That is our number, and we are still continuing with essential Christian doctrine and the groups that deny them. Again, that topic, essential Christian doctrines and the groups that deny them. And so far, we have covered um, 31 of them. We have a list with 40 of these doctrines, and as I go through them, those of you that are just listening for the first time, you can write them down. If you have any questions, we can always go back and um, address those. So I'm going to give you the list that we have. We have 40 of them, like I said, and uh, we've covered 31 of them so far. And so I'm going to list the 31 that we've covered and then start on the one that we are on today. There, the first one is there is only one God. Uh, second, God is a trinity. Um, The third one, there is no God before or after God. Um, God knows all things. Number four, God is all-powerful. God is everywhere. God is sovereign. God is spirit. God created all that exist. Spirit does not have a body of flesh and bones. God has always been God. Jesus is God. Jesus became a man. Jesus has two natures, divine and human. Jesus was sinless. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He is alive. The Bible is inspired by God. All people have sinned. Man did not evolve. He was created. Adam and Eve were real people. Death entered the world because of Adam's sin. Sin separates us from God. Jesus died for all our sins. Jesus' sacrifice was a substitution for us. Jesus rose from the dead in his physical body. Those who reject Jesus will go to hell. Hell is a place of fiery punishment. Hell is eternal. And number 31, which we covered last time, the unsaved go to hell forever. Uh, today is number 32, um, we're dealing with salvation is a free gift of God. Salvation is a free gift of God. And so this is where we are today, uh, dealing with salvation is a free gift of God. All right. Um, so there you have it, the list, um, all 31 and today we are dealing with salvation is a free gift of God.
2: Yeah, we almost done, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah, so we have uh, eight, yeah, eight more after this. All right, so salvation is a free gift, and we're going to go to the Bible. Since this is Bible talk, we're not going to give you first and second opinion, those extra biblical books <laughs> that people get information from. We are coming from the Word of God. And so Romans chapter 4, And verse 5, this is what it says. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's a free gift. You don't work for it. If you work for it, then it's not a gift.
2: Mm -hmm. And I can read for you Ephesians chapter uh, 2, verses 8 and 9. Oh, yes. Where it reads, For by grace... Are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves? It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast.
1: That's right. And let's
3: not leave out uh, Titus, Titus 3.5. That's right. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy.
1: His right. mercy. His, yes. He saved us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That uh, is the word of God.
2: Another one is. In Romans
1: uh, 6.23. Right. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. It's a gift. It's eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
3: And one more to add to that is Galatians 2.21. I'm going to read the last half of the verse. Uh, It says, uh, If righteousness could be gained through the law, keeping the law, then Christ died for
2: nothing. Mm. Amen. Amen. (coughs) Um, And again, Doctrines that are taught in the Bible are so clear. Notice this one in uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, Mm -hmm. we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Save that grace through faith.
1: And then here in, um, second Timothy um, chapter one and verses, I'm just going to read verses eight and nine. It said, "Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the suffering for the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His." On purpose and grace which he has given to us it's a gift in christ jesus before time began that is an awesome verse as well you know given to freely given to us before time began mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amen
2: so you hear there i mean right there's no, no doubt that uh, we're saved by grace through right. faith it's a gift of god there's Another nothing word. that we can do in, in effect, uh, some of our, our, our evangelism scriptures um, that we guys go over when we be in class um, will be good here as well. Um, there's uh, talking about works, which we mm-hmm. can't do. Right. Um, did we uh, read already Romans 4 and 5? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we read Romans 4 and 5. What about Isaiah? Um, 64. Six. 64. four six And David, you can go ahead and do well, your, DAV version? (laughs) Well,
3: when I'm on the streets and I always use the last half of the verse, Uh I say when it, you know, doing good works or doing good things is good. But when it comes to salvation, according to Isaiah 64, six, our good works or our righteousness is like filthy rags when it comes to salvation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't compare to what Christ did on the cross.
2: Mm Amen. Amen. Mm Amen. All right. And that's the DIV version. David <laughs> International Version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't sold one copy yet, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it but works on the street, though.
1: <laughs> right. So salvation is a free gift. And who needs to be saved? Who is it that, that needs that?
3: Well, with the exception of Jesus Christ, no, everyone has broken God's commandments. Right. And yep. the penalty for breaking God's commandments is death, not just a physical death, but eternal death in a place called hell, eternally separated from
1: God. Right. So, you know, delivering from danger and suffering, basically. But Jesus delivered us from wrath, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The wrath to come, you know. And so um, we see this in the text. Jesus saved us. I know only people that are in trouble need to be rescued. If you're not in trouble, then, you know. Kids, I know a lot of time when we share the gospel, so there's people that never sinned. You know, they've never done anything wrong, according to them. And so you have to show them that they're a sinner, you know, but only a sinner needs a Savior. If you're not a sinner, you don't need a Savior. So we have to see the need for the salvation. The number to call here, 866 um, 423 to be a part of our discussion, 866 423 Nine, five, seven, eight. All right. So salvation is of the Lord. Amen. I didn't, yeah, only He can save us. No one else can.
2: All right. So we're we'll yeah. we're gonna get into some of the groups that deny right uh, salvations, and that's the problem with all your major uh, world religions because they have works-based righteousness. In order to get yes. to God, they feel that there's a need. Um, of For them something to do that something. they can do, something. Yes. Keeping laws or uh, 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 eating certain things or, or, or lying on beds and nails and things of that nature. Um, there's something that you can do in order to get to God. You're going to hum and some house. the Bible house. Yep. is clearly against that. There's yes. nothing that we can do. All our righteousness, as David already said in Isaiah 64 and 6, is like filthy, filthy rags. rags. Right. No doubt about it. Um, and I like what uh, David quoted in the Galatians. If you want to quote that again. Um, if righteousness uh, righteousness come by the law, then Christ has died in vain. Yeah. Right. That's Galatians uh, three. Mm-hmm. Right. If three. you're going work it off. Yeah. Galatians two twenty one. Two twenty one.
3: Galatians two twenty one. And and understanding this, because in in uh, Paul says in First Corinthians six nine, the unrighteous shall not inherit or enter into the kingdom of God.
0: Mm-hmm. So we
3: have to be made righteous. Mm-hmm. Since everyone has sinned, we are unrighteous. And there's nothing you can do uh, to keep the law. Well, some people who say, well, if I keep the law, uh, according to Deuteronomy 625, God says if you keep all his commandments, not 99.9% James of his 2 commandments,
4: 10.
1: Yeah.
3: he says if you keep all his commandments. And like you said, Anita, James 2.10, if you break one law, one of his commandments, you're right. guilty of breaking them all because all it takes is one to become a sinner. Right. And once you break one of his commandments, you become a sinner and uh you're condemned to eternal hell so right. so that's why he says uh, uh in first corinthians 6 9 the unrighteous and the unrighteous is the person that has sin will not inherit the kingdom of god so you have to become righteous and the only way you can become righteous if you put your faith in jesus christ second corinthians 5 21 he talking about jesus christ he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him.
2: Amen. That's right. Amen. Our
1: sin bearer. That's right. The number to call here, 866-423-9578. Again, that number, 866-423-9578. And, you know, it's interesting. When we um when you um, witness, um, and I, I pray that everyone out there is having an opportunity to share the gospel. Because in sharing it, you get to grow you know, in your walk and everything and, and in the presentation. But um, I've run into people where I've asked them about, you know, where they're going to spend eternity and, and how they know that they're saved. And a lot of time, the answer you get is shocking because they tell you, they, they know, yeah, I go to church every Sunday. You know, I sing in the choir. I, mm-hmm. you know, my With mom, my time. dad is a pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these things, they give a list of things Religious then, thing. Right, yeah. and then you're sitting there waiting because I'm still waiting for how do you know that you have eternal life. And so after they give me the list, I review the list and I <laughs> tell them back what they told me. I said, so you tell me that when you stand before the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, and he says to you, why should I let you into my heaven? You're going to tell him you went to church every Sunday? I said, the devil goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, So you go into church every Sunday throwing some money in that offering. Um, singing in the choir or, you know, doing some church duty, that all of those things that you're doing, you believe because you're doing those things that you are guaranteed to go to heaven. And that is not the truth at all. You, you know, so I I asked them the question, what did Jesus come? Why did Jesus come? What was his coming all about? Amen. Because if you could save yourself, then Jesus didn't need to come. He could just let you work it off, right? All right, we're going to leave a cliffhanger there. We're going to take a break right here. I will be right back. The
5: Mark Harrington Show. A radio show designed to end the greatest human rights and justice of our time.
0: The Mark Harrington Show.
5: Our goal is to restore the true meaning of equality, to include equal protection between the born and the unborn.
0: Harrington Show.
5: This radio program will allow you to become a part of a grassroots effort to intelligently respond to injustice. The
0: Mark Harrington Show.
5: Saturday morning at 8.30 on WLQV. Faith Talk, AM 1500 and 92.7 FM. God bless you. This is Cardinal Bishop Hoskins and
1: Pastor Gene from Power of Faithful Gospel, Evangelical Music Ministry.
5: We're here live in the studio every second and fourth Sunday, 92.7 FM and 1500 AM at 12.30
1: or on the internet at faithtalkdetroit.com. Join us the second and fourth Sunday at 12.30 p.m.
5: God bless you and God keep you, and keep walking, walking with the Word.
1: God is peace, God is love, God is joy.
5: God bless you. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a backroom of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one, and it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surrounddetroit.com. Surrounddetroit.com. Connecting you with new customers.
6: Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity, especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports. As Laura's story leads us in our worship, and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together.
5: For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. Um, this is Evangelist Anita Campbell, Brother David Anderson, Brother Antonio Green. Apologize for not introducing ourselves earlier, but we were just so ready to get into the Word. Uh, and we're here, our topic, Essential Christian Doctrine and the Groups that Deny Them. And so we're dealing with salvation, and that salvation is a free gift of God. You don't work for it, you cannot earn it. Even if you try to work for it, you can't earn it that way. It comes by placing your trust in Jesus, what he did on the cross, that and that alone. He is a propitiation for our sin. And so he is a payment that God accepts for our sin. All right, we're going to go to our brother Ronald here um, from Detroit. Let's see. Ronald, how are
7: you? Okay, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm going to ask you, you know, can you give me those two scriptures saying that I always believe that. A lot of churches believe that you put your tithes and all that, you do all this thing and all this. you working yourself up to uh, being God's grace. I never did believe that. My, I never did believe But A lot of
1: churches teach that. Well, that's not true. The Bible can says.
7: You get, yeah. Can you? Uh, I'm gonna take your answer off there. Can you uh, give me a couple minutes? Get my tape uh, recorder set up to get that record. Your your you those two scriptures what you uh, just read, uh, dispute that.
1: Right, Ephesians two eight and nine. He said, "Hold on a minute, cause he's yeah.
7: gonna put yeah, the recorder I know. On. Yeah, I'm gonna turn up the radio. Okay. Of, no. So you might get a little feedback. Yeah, Don't
1: turn it up. Yeah, brother. don't turn it up. We can. We'll, okay,
7: we'll that's the reason why I say let me. Let, Let know, me hang first. up, and yes. uh, and you give me a few minutes, then, then,
2: then. then yeah. uh, Get now, yourself ready Just call back. Something. Let's call back, brother. Yes. Let's call back. Okay, then. Thank you.
1: All mm-hmm. right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right, Anita. Um, we can go ahead and get into some uh, Yeah, We uh, have another groups. caller. Okay. Yeah. You got another caller?
1: Okay. Yep. Hello, King.
8: Doing today?
1: Yep. We're doing good. How are you?
8: Good. How are the guys doing? Y'all doing all right? Real good. Yes. You all right? Listen, I want to encourage you all to take those forty essential doctrines and write a book.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's already written, written, written
8: already, It's yeah. in the Bible? Yes. <laughs> well, no, no, I understand that. But you kind of want to condense. You want a condensed yeah,
1: version, though, right? Yeah. Huh? You want a, just the questions there?
8: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go through all the, que- the all the questions with the scriptures and explain them and uh, th- and talk about the cults. People need. I think that would be something that's needed. Uh, there may be something else out there, but hey, from what you guys are doing, I don't see no re- another book on that. Is would be good, especially in the time and day we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think about it. Yeah. i really serious. You all, you all, three of you guys there, you can do the research and put it together. Well, we're
1: I, praying about it, but, and uh, we well, do well, nothing we in our own initiative. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so, um,
2: so good books out there, King, for you to get. Um, I really recommend these uh, guys, uh, these theologians. Uh, Charles Ryrie, uh, he has a good book on uh, doctrine, as well as uh, Wayne Grudem. Uh, he has a good book as well. So those right. are two, um, right off the top of my head, that has uh, some good books on doctrine right. you know, Christian yeah. so Yeah, yeah, but it has to but be it, in a yeah. format
1: where, right? I see the yeah. format you're looking for is to have the is to have the doctrine and then the groups that deny them in one yeah. condi- in one condensed book. All right. Yeah, yeah that, that's not yeah. a bad idea, no.
8: Yeah, I think you all should do that. And then when you uh, get it, give me a copy, and I'll put it in Braille <laughs> so I can read
1: it. <laughs> you put hey. it in Braille? I can't reprint. Okay. Okay. I can't reprint.
8: Oh. Okay. I'm okay. blind, so I have to have it in a format so I can read it. Oh, okay. or with Or some, some way I can get it, yep. All right. Okay. But think about it. And think about it.
3: Thank you for the call to, and, and the word of encouragement, too, brother. Yes. You're welcome.
1: All right. All right, bye-bye now. All right, God bless you, and thank you for your call. Amen, the Word of God, quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword.
2: Yes, it is. All right, so we're going to get in some of these groups that deny uh, the doctrine that we're uh, saved by grace uh, right. through faith. There's no kind of works that we can do to offer nothing. God, to bribe God. Right. There's nothing, all our righteousness, as uh, David already quoted in Isaiah 64, 6. Right. All of our righteousness is a uh, filthy rats, and we need Christ's righteousness. That's why the Bible tells us that. Um, to place he trust who, yeah, in him. Amen. Yeah. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. That's and right. That's Second Corinthians what five twenty one. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and the thing of it is, it's just an awesome scripture when you really look at it because it's—I call it the divine exchange. Mm-hmm. It's that you're sitting at the bargaining table. You're at one end of the table. All you have to offer is your sin. Jesus is at the other end of the table with righteousness in front of him. He gives you his righteousness. You give him your sin. He nails your sin to the cross. And then you walk away with righteousness. That's the only way you can go into the presence of the Lord. He said to come boldly to the throne of grace where you may find help in the time of need. But when you can't just come any old kind of way, you have to come in Christ's righteousness. And that's the only way you can go into the presence of the Lord. So that is an awesome thing right there. But Jesus took your sins kneeling it to the cross, and you walk away with righteousness, his righteousness. And it's an awesome thing mm-hmm. to, to, to recognize what you have, what you get, when you place a trust in the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. You have eternal life as well. But it's fascinating that there's so many people in churches. I mean, you ask them, and they'll let you know that they're going to heaven. Yeah, I'm going because I go to church every Sunday. I give I give my tithe, you know I um I I usher I I am in the choir you know I'm I'm doing all these things that you're doing but the Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness
3: Hebrews nine twenty two
1: right so let's say you go to church every Sunday let's play it out you go to church every Sunday there's no bloodshed in that you throw a few dollars in the offering there's no bloodshed there you may sing you may do some kind of work you may teach a class or whatever. There is no um, bloodshed there, so that, that, you know. So it makes sense to place your trust in what Jesus did on the cross. First John two tells us that He is the propitiation; He is the payment for our sin. He paid the price for us, and so we're putting our trust in Him—that's the only way. Jesus is the only way. When you hear the Bible says that Jesus is the only way, John chapter fourteen and verse six, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy, or girl comes to the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4 and 12, again, he says, Neither there is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only way. He's the only one that died on the cross. He's the only one that could die because no man can redeem the life of another, the Scripture tells us. So, we... Placing our trust, and that's the thing. Your trust is in him and him alone. And if you think you can go by works, how many works do you have to do? I had a, a a discussion with a woman once. She was dying, and she thought that your good works outweigh your bad works. So I visit that. I said, let's take a visit and visit the good work. How many exactly good work do you need to get you in? So you don't have the answer to the question. If you don't know how many, and then who determines if the work that you do is good? Because remember, God is looking at the heart. So your motive behind doing that work could cancel it out for you as not a good work. So she didn't know how many. She didn't know, you know, for sure. And so you can't base your salvation on that, but you would always be guessing if you really saved or not, if it went by the good works. But I thank the Lord that it's the good work that Jesus did on the cross. That's the only good work that we're going that's gonna get us in. What he did on the cross. So salvation is a free gift. You don't earn it. And for our brother um, that I called earlier, we're gonna go over the scripture now. For that, um, we mentioned Romans four and five. That was one. Um, if he, um, what is it? Romans six twenty three. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Also, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, It is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And of course, Titus 3 and 5, let us know that it's not by works of righteousness that we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. There's no amount of work that you can do to get you into heaven. Jesus Christ did the work, and there's no other work that topped that work. We, we have it. When we place our trust in what he did on the, tr- on the cross, acknowledging, first of all, that we are sinners. Because if you're not a sinner, you don't need a Savior. It's only people who are in trouble that needs to be rescued. So we have to acknowledge that, that we are sinners, because if, you, if you're all that, a bag of chip and the dip, then you definitely don't need him. But if you know that you're a sinner, you have sinned against a holy God, and you come to him and you cry out and you let him know that, and that you place your trust, you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, you have placed your trust in what he did on the cross. He rose from the dead never to die again, letting us know that he took care of our sins. He is a, the propitiation. And then in, in First John, he tell you that you have an advocate. You have a lawyer with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He took care of our sin, So that's an awesome deal right there. And I hope my brother got those scriptures. And if you need it again, brother, you can always call um, us back, and we will go over that again.
3: And did you mention Isaiah 64, 6?
1: No, I didn't, but you can go ahead and mention it.
3: Okay, Isaiah 64, 6. He says... Our righteousness is like filthy rags when it comes to salvation.
1: Right. There is no good works that you can do, no amount of good works. And,
3: and let me throw another couple of verses in there. John uh, 6, 28, chapter John, Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. The Jews came and asked Jesus a question, and what they said, asked was, "What What must we do? That's
2: good. That's good. What
3: must we do? to do the works of God that God requires that we can get into heaven. And verse 29 says, Jesus answered, the work of God is to believe. Mm. And not just a hear mm-hmm. belief, but you trust in him with all your heart. The work of God is to believe in the one he sent. Put your trust in the one he sent, and that's Jesus Christ.
1: That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Him and him alone. There's nothing else you add to that. Right. You know it's not that plus work because there are those who think okay i got I got saved I placed my trust in Jesus but now I have to you know it's almost like you some Jesus gave the deposit and then they have to now make the monthly payment right that is not how it works. Jesus died when he said it is finished that is exactly what he meant there is no other work to be done for salvation it's already done and putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that is the bottom line. All right. All right. Okay, we have a caller here. Hi, Gary. How are you?
9: Hi. Hello. Hope you're doing well in this weather. Uh, it's been kind of rough for me. Oh, yes? But um, I, I see that you're, again, teaching uh, what you believe uh, is uh, real truth. And um, have you heard the narrow path with Steve Gregg? Uh, no. He's come up with something very interesting that people in modern times need to see. Our churches are filled with people, and he says many people are not born again. So I hear you saying the word born again, and Jesus is the one that said born again in John the third chapter. Right. And I want you. Uh, can you tell me? Uh, I had the Bible; I could read it, and um, he tells about being born again. Right. He right. says, "Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." So when Jesus said this to Nicodemus, I like everybody to read it. He had not yet died for our sins. Is that right,
2: <laughs> Gary? Gary, Gary. Just I no. Mean, this is very important yeah, because yeah, but but but
9: when do you get born again?
2: Gary, you are one as Pentecostal. Okay. We don't believe like you believe. No, like, so put, every put time that, th- put aside. Will, will you please put that aside? No, I, I can't put Take that aside. Take a look at the scripture. I, I can't put that aside because every time you look at the scripture, you make the text fit your theology and not your theology fit the text you do that every no, time we
9: have to believe what jesus said yeah yeah we, but we can't, can't believe these manner ministers yeah we have to believe what jesus said because he's he's the christ right yeah
1: well what this what when we um presented here so don't did, we, Harry, have, we are using the word of god we're telling you what the bible says it salvation is a free gift do you agree with that yeah okay yeah. Well, and we have to be born again says,
9: to receive it right yeah, of course. That's,
1: yeah, what, that's yeah. what
9: the Bible says. So yeah. when are you born again? Jesus said to Nicodemus you that he had to be born, you born again. You're born again
2: when you believe, put your trust and you repent in your sin and you put your trust in Jesus. That's right. When you believe in
9: God and repent,
2: right? Yeah. Repent and put your trust in you Jesus. You agree with me there? Re, I'm saying yeah, repent and
9: repentance. put your trust in Jesus. You can be born again before you're baptized. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree.
1: Yes, Gary.
9: But, but, but what most, is,
1: what m- is your most, question, Gary? Oh yeah, what I'm saying is
9: uh, our churches are filled with people, and they say they're true believers. They have the true faith, and and uh, they're they're in the body of Christ, but they're not teaching what the apostles taught. That they gave in the book of Acts, right? The book of Acts tells what they taught. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, but you you when you read the book of Acts, you're not <laughs> understanding the genre which is in, which is a the historical narrative. It's just telling you what the early church was doing during that time. It's right. transitioning from yeah. the law into grace. And that's, that's what yeah. the early church was doing. So when you read it, you know, as a oneness Pentecostal, you believe that you got to be baptized in order to be saved. And also with the evidence of speaking in tongues.
9: No, 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 I don't. Wait a minute. Well, that's what, the, misunderstanding. One,
2: well, that's what the oneness Pentecostals teach.
9: No, not all the oneness believe that. I did, I'm oneness, I did, but I, I don't did.
2: believe that. Okay.
9: No, no, that's, that's no, 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 thing, no. Then.
2: That's a good thing, then
9: yeah because the lord can save whosoever he wills he saved the thief on the cross
2: mm-hmm. and there's others he saved before right. he ever died but
9: because we, you must
2: have reformed in your your uh, theology, theology because when i talked no you no line, not at all when i talked the to lord you...
9: showed me that in on the day of pentecost they were all jews and they were told to repent and be baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and they shall receive the gift of the holy ghost he's talking to the jews because he said it's the promise was to them and their children right okay so so the ones that Jews who were coming to know Jesus was the Savior, they had to do what Peter said to be in the church. Mm-hmm. But now in modern times, we have people getting the Holy Ghost, and again, the same Holy Ghost I have.
1: But it's not
9: a
2: different Holy Ghost. It's only one spirit. The Bible says there's only one Oh, yeah, right, the true Jesus. Holy Ghost.
9: But you get the Holy Ghost like they got it, because it Ghost. tells that in Acts 10 and Acts 19. Yeah. So.
2: All right, Gary we're, gonna, we're, said, Gary, we're going to let you go, brother. We're going to move on because we got to get some points. Okay,
9: take a look at Apostle Paul. He didn't change anything. You F- need F- your F- own F- 18, F- F- show, F- brother, F- i tell you. Yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we
1: have another um, caller as well. All right. Okay, I, Yeah, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll come back to you, Joe.
10: You know, most restaurants either have great food or great atmosphere. But every now and then, a restaurant reaches the pinnacle of both. Imagine sitting and having dinner in absolute peace and tranquility as your worries from the day melt away. Now, think of enjoying a juicy, sizzling steak. Maybe succulent St. Louis barbecue ribs are your thing. If a salad is more your taste, envision a Michigan salad with grilled chicken breast, sweet cherries, candied walnuts, blue cheese, and red onion. There's no need to daydream. Experience Westwind Grill in Oakland Township, with beautiful views of its rolling hills and lakes nestled beside one of Oakland County's premier golf courses. Taste their mouth-watering menu year-round with specials every day, including Thursday night build your own pasta, Friday night fish fry, and their spectacular Sunday brunch. Call 248 608 7830 or visit WestwindGolf.com. That's West W-Y-N-D, golf.com
6: Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For
5: more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword
10: Alaska.
11: Christmas! Is there a better time of year? We all sense something special about this season, and at Ramshorn of Rochester Hills, we believe it. When you drive to our restaurant, you'll see the ornament proudly displaying Christmas, signifying the true reason for the season. Hi! My name is Helen Thomas, and I invite your family to visit my family at Ramshorn of Rochester Hills. You'll enjoy great food and world-class service. We're fast, friendly, we have beautiful Christmas decor, and from the moment we greet you, you'll feel right at home. Enjoy a mouth-watering Belgian waffle with strawberry topping or our famous fish and chips. We are located on the corner of Rochester Road in Hamlin. Stop by today or even Christmas Eve and call 248-651-7900 for more information or go to www.ramshornrochester.com. Merry Christmas from all of us at Ramshorn Family Restaurant.
0: Send wishes of joy and love to those on your mind and heart this season with free online cards at CrossCards.com. It only takes a minute to personalize and send a CrossCards.com e-card that will brighten the holiday season for family and friends. From scripture-inspired cards to heartfelt messages, even party invitations, CrossCards.com makes it easy to let others know you're thinking about them this Christmas. Celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with free cards at CrossCards.com.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. And uh, we are still on our topic, Essential Christian Doctrine and the Groups That Deny Them. And we're going to go to Joe, our brother here. Hi, Joe. How are you?
12: I am fine, my dear sister. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
12: I am magnificent. I'm doing much better today, today. And Antonio, my brother, how are you?
2: Hey, what's going on, Doc? (laughs) <laughs> okay, and, and what, David? What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a
12: lot, Joe. I hear Joe. that. I hear
1: that, Joe. I hear what you're saying.
12: <laughs> but I'm I'm sorry. Let me, because I'm burning up precious time here. But let me say this, uh, Gary, I I love him, but Gary, I love you. I really do. Uh, but we we when he looks at the book of Acts, um, and I may use a term here. It's it's a a prescriptive book or descriptive book. Amen. I'm sorry, descriptive Amen. is telling us yes. uh, the things that were going on and happening at that time. Yes, but it's not a prescriptive book in which it tells us what we need to do to be saved. That's right. So um, uh, when we when we look at Romans, is that chapter ten, uh, verses nine and ten? Mm-hmm. It, Paul is telling us what we need to do to be saved. So, uh, but like with Nicodemus, I heard him say, well, was Nicodemus saved him? Well, if he puts his trust in Jesus,
1: yes. Yes. And that's basically what Jesus said to Nicodemus anyway, because he went all the way back to Numbers, chapter 21, and showed him that just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, right. even so the Son of Man should be lifted up. See the context, it rules and dominate. And I, I don't mm-hmm. know if Gary looked at that. Nic- Jesus pointed Nicodemus. To himself, you know, on the cross. He said, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man will be lifted up. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life.
12: It's all about the accepting of the Messiah. Right. So uh, if they accepted the Messiah at that time period... Because a lot of them did yeah. before he even died, or yeah. before he, he went on the cross.
1: Yeah, Abraham and all the Old Testament saints were looking yeah. on to and Jesus. while he
12: was on the cross, that one um, criminal accepted him, and, 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 uh, and Jesus said, "You Today. shall be with me in paradise." Right. Yeah, brother. So uh, anyway, let me get off of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah brother. But anyway, Jim. you guys keep doing your awesome job. Love you all. And and hope to talk with you again soon.
3: Antonio
2: had a question for you, Joe. Oh, no, no. I was just going to just, because, you know, with the speaking of tongues and all that, you know, that people always gather from the book of Acts, I mean, why we don't never look at Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, <laughs> where it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, it says, and and they sold all their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man <laughs> had needed. And in chapter 4 of the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, uh, around uh, verse, uh, what was that? At? Uh, anyway, verse 32 through 37, it said the same thing that they uh, sold all their goods and they came together and, and parted each man to, t- according to their need. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't do focus on that. that. Yeah, no, we don't we, focus we, on that. But we, we focus on t- the speaking in tongues, in in tongues right. which was a sign, as Paul said, a sign to those that don't believe. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable to me. Right.
1: So. Well, all right, Joe. Thank you for your call. And we all love you. Right, we love you, brother. Have
2: a blessed
12: day. And then tell the family hello now.
1: I will.
3: Now, okay.
12: okay you, bye-bye. Know,
1: bye-bye.
3: you know, Gary was trying to uh, get on the point of when does a person get saved? And like you said, Anita, you have all your Old Testament saints. You're right. Who accepted Christ back then. Yeah. They didn't know Christ is, is a New Testament uh, word for Messiah. In the right. Old Testament, they call him Messiah. In the New Testament, they call right. him the Christ.
1: Right
3: and in Romans 811 it said Paul says, if the Spirit of God is in you is in you right. let's see I'm trying to read it out. if the Spirit of God lives in you and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. verse 11. if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ up from the dead will also give life to you. Now, in 1 Peter 1, and 1, 11, it says, Concerning this salvation of the prophets, the prophets were in the Old Testament, it says, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit, and that's capital S, the Spirit of Christ in them, in them, in them, in the prophets of the Old Testament, in them was pointing, pointing when he had predicted the suffering of Christ. So we see, we know that all through the Old Testament it was prophesied about the Messiah who was coming. Remember, Messiah means Christ. They had the Spirit of Christ in them, these Old Testament saints. So the question is, when were they saved? Gary was trying to imply nobody got saved until until, uh, Jesus died on that cross. But we see the Old Testament saints put their faith in Christ and the spirit, the spirit of Christ dwelt inside them.
1: Right. And Jesus confirmed that, too, because in John chapter 8, Jesus said that Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Amen. Amen. Abraham rejoiced to see Jesus. So Abraham's trust was in Jesus. And Basically, you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So all of those in the Old Testament were looking to Jesus in Galatians uh, chapter 3 as well. It says there, remember, Um, David, Galatians chapter 3? Yeah, the
3: gospel was preached. The
1: gospel was preached to them beforehand. Starting at verse 6, right. Right, beforehand to them, and they believed.
3: Yeah, because let me read it from here. Galatians 3, 6. Right. Consider Abraham. He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham, the scriptures foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. The gospel was preached all the way back in the Old Testament. Right. And as you read on to verse 16, and it talks about Christ. Christ was the seed that was preached back then.
1: Right.
3: So even David said in Psalm 16, Psalm 16 Um. Verse, uh, I'm going to start at 9, 9 through 11. It says, therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoice that my body will, will also rest secure. Why? Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you allow your Holy One, referring to Christ, see decay. You have made known, you have made known unto me the path of life. And he's talking about the path of eternal life.
1: All right, and that note, we'll take a break right here and we'll be right back.
4: This is Dan Proft for Townhall.com. House Democrats were somber, prayerful, and reluctant about impeachment. Or so they say. But on December 6, 2017, 58 House Democrats voted for impeachment over Trump's criticism of NFL players who knelt during the national anthem. And on January 19, 2018, 66 House Democrats voted for impeachment over Trump's use of coarse language to describe underdeveloped countries. Then, on July 17, 2019, 95 House Democrats voted for impeachment over Trump's insulting statements about the squad. This says nothing of Representative Al Green's demand Trump be impeached over his quote-unquote racism and Representative AOC's contention that Trump should be impeached over the citizenship question the Department of Commerce attempted to put on the 2020 census questionnaire. Yet we're supposed to believe the House Democratic Caucus is comprised of reasonable people who take their constitutional oaths seriously. Democrats in the House have been thirsting for impeachment since Inauguration Day. I'm Dan Proff.
5: Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree.
10: One lucky listener could win mortgage or rent payments for an entire year. It's the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter to win by visiting faithtalkdetroit.com or tap the app to check out and participate in today's contests, polls, and surveys. Sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. With great rates and personalized service, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit alliancecatholic.com And don't forget to enter the Christmas
0: Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you, by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing insider. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. It's long,
5: over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com.
1: Well, praise the Lord, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with our brothers, Brother David Anderson, Brother Antonio Green, and um, we're dealing with essential Christian doctrine and the group that deny them. And before we go any further, I'd like to um, make an announcement. I was authorized by the pastor to make this announcement. I know he's probably going to get me if I don't. Um, We are having um, every Wednesday at noon, there is a precept. Bible study going on. I'm teaching that class. And it's called How to Know That You Have Eternal Life. We're in the book of 1 John. And um, just an awesome study. Um, It's just we're not flying through the book. We are definitely taking our our time looking at um, the teaching there in 1 John and how to know, not how to guess that you have eternal life, but it lets you know how to know that you have eternal life. And right now we're on Chapter 5 of our brochure of our booklet we're using. And um, we are talking about um, children of God or children of the devil. And as you look at the Bible, you can determine whether you're a child of God or a child of the devil by the things that you're doing. And so we are going through the text slowly. And you want to know before you go. Before you leave here, you want to know before you go. And so as we go through the text and we're examining what the Word of God has to say about eternal life. So you can join us every Wednesday at 12 noon. Um, I'll be there teaching that class. And also we have intercessory prayer from 6 to 7 every Wednesday. And so if you are not, um, if your church doesn't have any prayer group going on, that would be a good time for you to come out and join us as we go before the Lord. Because Jesus said his house should be a house of prayer. And as believer, we do nothing on our own initiative. Everything that we do should be bathed in prayer. We see that Jesus prayed about everything. He prayed when he uh, fed the 5,000. He prayed when he raised Lazarus. He prayed when he selected the disciples. He was a man of prayer. And so we need to be that way. We, he is our example of what we need to do. So you can join us every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for prayer, or you can join us at noon for our Bible study. And it's a precept Bible study. We're not going very fast. We're um going slowly so that we can digest, so that we can let every word sink down into our ear. <laughs> Luke right. nine forty four. 44. Luke 9, 44. I need
3: isn't there two classes going on Wednesday?
1: Yes, I think there's a biblical counseling class um, by um, Elder Roberts. Oh, okay. And we're using Pastor Roberts, and we're using the book um, by June Hunt.
3: Okay.
1: Um, biblical counseling. by. That's an excellent um, class as well, and that is at 11 o'clock. So from 11 to 12, and then at 12, I come after with the How to Know that You Have Eternal Life. That is an awesome class. All right, so I just wanted to let you know about those classes. And then, of course, on Tuesday, Pastor Moss is teaching the Prophecy class, and that's from 11 until 1. Excellent class. Yes. And um, on Thursday, there's also a biblical, um, what is it, heart Saints of the mm-hmm. Bible mm-hmm. on Thursday, and that is at 11 or 12 o'clock, 12 I think it's 12, from 12 to 1. So there's so many classes. And then, and of course, we have our Monday night Bible study um, at 7 p.m. every Monday. Um, and then at noon on Monday, we have the Jehovah Witness class with Pastor Baker. Mm-hmm. Excellent class. If you are, and summer is coming, you I would advise that you get into that class because in the summer, uh, Jehovah Witnesses are going to be at your door, and you want to be able to give them a biblical answer.
3: And you might have relatives that are contemplating uh, about Jehovah' Witness, whether going into it or not. So it's good to know these things because you never yes. know when the opportunity might rise where you can uh, prevent somebody from becoming a Jehovah Witness.
1: All right. So just um, just join us. We have um, Sunday morning. We have a Sunday morning service. We have first. We have um, nine forty five. We have Sunday school, and then at eleven a.m. we have our regular service. And also in Warren, we have the Holiday Inn on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pastor Moss or myself will be at the Holiday Inn in Warren at 10 o'clock, and we have a Sunday service there as well. So for those of you that are living in that area, you can always join us there at uh, Bible Teaching Center inside the Holiday Inn, and we start at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. All right. So just want to let you know what is available out there. So there are just all type of um, uh, Bible teaching available to you, and you want to avail yourself because there are coming a day when we won't be able to meet like that. So um, those of you that are retired, that are, you know, you have a free lunchtime or whatever it is, at noon there is a lot available. And every day of the week at Strictly Biblical there is a class, except on Friday. But on our third Friday, we have the Women Building Women, and that is coming up as well. Um, Minister um, Loretta Perry will be um, ministering on that night. All right, we have a caller here. Ron, praise the Lord. Okay, hi, Ron, how uh, are you?
8: For you to repeat, repeat uh, when the Jehovah Witness class was.
1: Oh, that is on Monday at 12 noon. And it oh, okay. will be Pastor Robert Baker... A man of God he has when he give you a quote, he had the document to go with what?
3: Excellent teacher.
1: Yes. So yes, I right. avail yourself to that. Okay, my brother. So um there's so much there. There's so much um, available for us as believers. We just need to avail ourselves and begin to feed our mind on the word of God, right? Thank you for your call. Right. Okay, God bless Thanks. you. All right, well we are we'll see you um Okay. Well, all right. Um, we just invite you out to join us on Sunday. And on Saturdays, um, we have the Champ Ministry training in... Street witnessing. Street witnessing. If you want to um, learn how to share the gospel, we have role play. We have um, scripture memorization.
3: One of the best classes, because uh, you learn how to street witness on the streets, with strangers. And also, you can... Uh, use the same techniques with your family members.
1: That's right. And so that is um, first, second, and third Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um,
3: and you're never forced to go out there on the street and and do anything. You can just sit Observe. back and watch. Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. So God bless you. There's a lot there for you available. And we will be with you next time. God bless.